paint the fucking world. Paint the fucking world. The fucking world. Paint 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 the fucking world. Welcome to Paint the Fucking World podcast mini-sode. I am here with Nolan, as always, and the Panda Pack, who is going to be a recurring guest with these mini-sodes. Uh, we have some questions, again, that we're going to answer and talk to everybody about, give our opinions and feedback. Marco, what is that first question we're going to talk about today? So, um, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, uh, Kaufman Creates asks the question, selling art versus selling out. So I'm assuming they would want either our definition or what we think about that topic, just selling art versus selling out. Mm. That, that's, that's a good, good topic. Uh, since Jeff is the newcomer here, let's let Jeff go first and uh, hear what he has to say. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, you, you don't typically sell your work quite as much as, or brought, or I shouldn't say sell, but as, you know, put it out for sale as much as Marco and I do. So what are your, your thoughts on this, uh, this question? Uh, you know, I have, I have a hard time in believing in that phrase sellout in general. Um, and here's why, you know, I even think about, you know, relating it to like bands and things like that. Cause you know, bands are one of the most common, you know, groups that you you hear are sellouts quote unquote. And uh, you know, for me, when you have a passion for something and you want to do something to earn a living and you want to do that, you know, continue that passion and make money from it. Um, there comes a point when you have to make the decision, am I going to be able to keep the lights on in my home and, and continue doing this? Or am I going to build this brand the way I need to, in order to continue with my passion? Um, that's why I have a hard time with the phrase sellout because at some point in everybody's career, in my opinion, you come to that point where you have to make that decision. You have to make a decision on if my art is not selling, is there something else that I can do as an artist to progress or maybe, you know, change my style or my, um, my creativity, my levels or, or my compositions in which I use, you know, what's going to sell, what's going to allow me to continue this passion. And when it comes to calling somebody a sellout, I, I, I don't like that phrase because guess what? That person probably came to that point in their career in saying, I'm not making the money I need to survive. So what else can I do? And in, in reality, when it comes to being an artist, you can be an artist and not sell your work. That's what I do. I, I, I don't put my art up for sale. I don't have a website. Um, I share it on social media for people to see and, and share comments and, and you know, uh, uh, elaborate or collaborate or whatever it may be, you know, just to put it out there for people to see. But when it comes to selling, artists and anybody who's trying to make money doing it has to remember that you're a business. And if your business is not selling, and your business is not thriving, you have to rethink that model and you have to rethink how you're going about things and whether or not that's a product you can push and it will sell. Or if you need to rethink the product you're offering 
and and move forward in a direction that will allow you to continue on. Does it mean you have to completely change your style and the way that you're doing things? No, not necessarily, because you can still create one thing and still have your passion and style that you prefer and still create on the back end as well. But again, I mean, the decision comes down to, am I going to keep my lights on? Am I going to feed my kids? Am I going to pay my rent, my mortgage, whatever it may be, my car note? Um, I don't like the phrase sell out because I personally feel at some point you got to make that decision. Some artists are very lucky. Their style is very um, gripping. It pulls people in and people want to buy it. But there are some times where artists are very talented, but their ta their their style just isn't something that a large portion of the population may be looking for or looking to collect. Um, and they got to make that decision. And I honestly say as a business, which is what an artist should consider themselves, um, if they're trying to sell work, you have to make that decision and you have to flow with the river as the river makes you. You know, it's, it's interesting the way you said that, because when I made the decision to do art full time and, and uh, you know, quit my job and, you know, it was, it was not an easy decision, but uh, it was the best decision for myself and my family because uh, I wasn't making the money I was with my, my job that I was at. So, you know, making this decision to do this, when I made that decision, I essentially was like, okay, I have to be more selective of what I'm going to paint and what I'm going to spend my time on what is going to be the most marketable thing that I can put out there. Uh, and it's a lot of trial and error, you know, putting yourself out there and doing different things, you know, because before I was like, I can paint whatever the fuck I want. I have a full-time job. I'm making really good money and I can just, this is, you know, it's a passion of mine. Yes. I would love to do this full time, but is it realistic when I was doing it at that point? No, it's not. You know, I can do un obscure like movie titles that, nobody knows about except for a handful of people and I can, you can draw these characters and I might get a few people who enjoy them, but for the general population, I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know what you're fucking drawing here. Um, but when I made the transition that I was going to be like, okay, I need to be very selective of what I'm doing, really make that decision on curbing what I was doing versus what I wanted to do. Now, did I still do stuff that I wanted to do? Absolutely. I just didn't do it in, a, in an abundance because I needed to make sure that I was doing something I could potentially get a dollar bill out of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I really understand. Like, I, I don't feel like I sold out. I just limited what I was doing to make sure that I had an audience for it. Um, but I also, you know, to the point where you were talking about, you know, changing like your create creation process and all those things that's part of evolving as an artist. You know, you brought up musicians and how they evolve as musicians. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Our Lady Peace. Jeff probably knows who that is. Marco, you might not. But their first album to me was just like absolutely stellar. Then you get into the early 2000s and then in, in the, the whole shift of that music changed and it wasn't as wasn't what i was into but they evolved musically into something that they still tried to stay true to themselves but it was wasn't what i was used to would i call them a sellout no they were still making music they're still doing their thing but i might have they may have evolved past my taste 
but you know, I still respect them as musicians and I love their music. Again, you know, it's just the same as an artist. You evolve as an artist. If you look at the last year and a half of my work, every three or four months, I, I'm taking a complete sh big shift into what I'm doing. You know, I, I've turned a corner and it's completely opposite of what I was doing before. So you just evolve and naturally progress into something that's going to be more marketable for an audience and that's, that works for you. So, uh, yeah, I don't like the term sellout either. Have I used it in the past with, with bands? Yes, I probably have. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's a, a term I would use now being somebody that's uh, in, in an artistic career choice. I don't feel like I'm ever going to sell out, but I'm definitely going to try to, especially, especially when you're trying to get established, you really want to figure out where your, your audience is going to be. And then from there kind of pursue that angle, but you still have uh, your other body of work that you may have been working on at some point that you still might do and revisit. You know, you, I know that we, it's touched, touched on like Picasso and stuff. But if you look at his career, he has periods where his, his work changes. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be a couple year period. It might be a decade where a, a, a style or something has changed about what he's done. And he's pursued that. And like, you know, his infamous blue period that he had where he was using a lot of shades of blue and all that. So it, it's, I think it's just natural for an artist to progress and go where, I mean, I, I wouldn't say chase the money, but chase your dream, but still stay, tr stay true to yourself. I guess, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That's actually what I was going to say was that, that statement, that last statement, that's what's important to me. Um, take it from somebody that has used that word and, and has used it a lot. And now being a uh, older, maybe wiser, you know, individual, um, less ignorant is what I'd like to say and uh, more open, more open. Um, yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of agree there. There's no real, that term sellout I feel is used more mainstream. It's used more like by the media and stuff to kind of like um, attack, right? It's, it's so negative, but um, as long as you stay true to yourself, as long as you don't lose your way, right? I don't think you can or, or uh, give any power to that, that saying that word. Um, one of the things that I try to do as myself to not sell out, so to speak, or give any influence, any um, meaning to that word is I refuse to do any kind of Alaskan art where I'm at. I refuse to do anything, mostly because it's not my style. It's not what I do, but more importantly, because I know that's what would sell here. But that's not what I'm about, right? I, I just I just create to create. I, I make things because I, I want to see them. I want to challenge myself. Um, have I progressed in the sense of like my style has changed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it going to stop changing? Probably not. But that's part of what being an artist is, is that progression period from starting from one medium even and moving to a different medium. Going from one style and just choosing that style and, and staying there and then moving on to a different style. I mean, I touched on it uh, back when we did our, my interview where I started from point A to point B. So 
Um, am I proud of where I'm at? Yeah, totally, man. Um, but when it comes to marketing yourself as an artist, it is important to change. It is important to kind of go with the, the, the flow, if you will, if you really want to actually get into the market. Um, I know I would sell so much more, especially if I did it in my style. I would sell so much more Alaskan art. Why do I know this? Because I did a stupid little piece with a moose that was a silhouette and had like a Alaskan-esque tile style landscape inside the moose's um, silhouette, right? As a joke. And you, you don't know how many people were asking me for stickers. They're like, oh, is this a thing? Do you have stickers of this? Is this a print? And I'm like, no, it's not. This was just to prove to myself and everybody else that I can do this. I choose not to. Now, am I, if, if I were to say, you know what, I am going to make stickers. You know what, I am going to put this on a shirt. Am I selling out, right? That's what I feel is the definition or what most people think of selling out is. Am I selling out? That, that's my question for you guys now. If I were to actually say, yeah, I do have stickers. That I'm going to get money out of this. Hell yeah, I'm going to get so much money out of this. You know no, what I'm going to say. You, uh, you know exactly what I'm going to say. So that's the point not, is... That's not selling out, though. In my right. Like, right. And, and what, I, what, I, what it comes down to is, are you comfortable with the fan base you have and the customer base you have as a business? Or are you not? And if you're not, right. and you know where the revenue lies... And you're willing to dive into that so that you can have your share and take in that revenue that's available out there for people and the demand that's that's there, then that's what you're doing. Uh, I, I can't I can't stand behind that phrase of being a sellout because right. the person who does decide to do the Alaskan art is somebody who obviously wants to make an, the next level of income that they can compared to what they have been making as opposed to someone who's comfortable where they're at and is happy with it or you know truly believes in in their art style and work that they don't want to dive into anything else because they're willing to wait however long it's going to take for them to get to where their goal is um but the reality is is is, is you're a business if you're just an artist that's there to create I don't feel like you would necessarily be pushing to sell your artwork. You would just be putting it out there. And if somebody comes along and asks for a commission or wants to purchase something that you have, you're okay with it. Right. right. But if you're a business in, in working to make a livable income, you got to think as a business. And that means if you're not happy with the revenue that you're pulling in from the style and the creations that you're making at that moment, you have to rethink your business model. And at that point, you have to go for the business model that you know is going to put you where you want to be financially. Because that's what it comes down to with the artists who are trying to sell their work, right? It's the right. dollar. It's the dollar. Oh, yeah. What are you making? And I think, you know, I think some folks are just hard-headed in, and I don't mean this in a negative way for anybody who's listening, <laughs> but I think some people are are, are sometimes hard-headed in wanting to, to, in believing that their work's going to get popular eventually. But here's the reality. When you're dead and gone, none of that money matters. And I'd rather have notoriety while I'm alive and be able to enjoy it and pass it on to my children than, you know, live my life hard headed, scrape by. And, you know, maybe when I'm gone, 
somebody will say, oh my gosh, this guy was amazing and it blows up. But, you know, those are all decisions you have to make. And just because somebody makes the decision to go after a more lucrative business model, I don't feel that that makes them a sellout. It just means that as a business, they're not satisfied with where they're at at this moment. And they're going to take this to be where they want to be. You know, I think there's a deeper question here. (laughs) In regards, so I live on in Oregon, it very much the same like terrain and style of artwork as we would see in Alaska, where Jeff, you know, he lives in the desert and, you know, there's going to be an aesthetic there that artists do. Now, could Jeff do that style of artwork if he wanted to sell his work and, and become uh, a, a, you know, a working artist? Absolutely. And I think he could do it well. And I think he can do it in style and incorporate what he does into it. And he would fucking probably make bank. Um, but I think the huge question here is, do you consider yourself a sellout? Because I think that's where people get caught up is, yes. are you a sellout? in the eyes of others or you a sell out in your own head. And I don't think others are going to look at you and say, you're a sellout for what you're doing, but you might feel like that. I mean, which is a huge issue because as an artist critique is always going to be something that happens and not everybody's going to critique your work as being amazing. So if you yep. care whether or not somebody considers you a sellout, you may want to rethink everything in general. Just in my opinion, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, because remember, remember, if, if everybody likes it, if everyone likes your art, you're doing it wrong. Because you, there's always going to be, there's always going to be that negative feedback, and you kind of want that because without that negative feedback, as artists, you cannot advance, whether it's from yourself or from other people. I mean, how many times have we finished a piece, looked at it, and then you're like, oh man, that's like the best thing I've ever done. And then you look at it the next day and you're like, wow, really? I did that. I don't and, know if it and, even takes me that long. I mean, my, <laughs> I mean, my, my, uh, my views versus likes on TikTok always reassure me that my work isn't very liked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we can't uh, look at social media. <laughs> so within like, I, you know, I get, I get asked a lot what my favorite piece is. It's a question I get asked really frequently. And my answer is my next one. <coughs> because I'm always striving to do better than my last one. So I am somebody who hates their work at least a week after it's done. I don't necessarily hate it. I am proud of what I do and I'm creating. But I look at it and we're like, I can do better. Right. Th- these are the flaws that I see. I-, I am my worst critique. But at the same time, I'm also my biggest fan. Like, cause I know that I can do this and I, I'm, I'm, I have to be my biggest cheerleader because if I'm my, my biggest, you know, critique, uh, you know, I'm never going to get anywhere and I'm, I'm always going to feel, I'm never going to progress and I'm not going to end up being an artist. You know, I'm not going to end up trying to be successful. I'm just gonna be like, I can't do this and there's just no point in it. I don't do that. So I, I try to make sure that, um, while I, I'm, you know, I critique myself very hard and I, I, uh, I, I hold myself to a standard. I also make sure that I give myself the attaboys that I deserve for what I do. There's a lot of things that I am extremely proud of and where I have become as an artist, but I also, I, I try to stay very grounded. Um, 
I don't feel like I've ever sold out. I have tried doing um, artwork that would sell more on the Oregon coast, things like that. Have I sold those pieces? Yes. Have I sold the pieces that I took that same style that, and then I kind of put it into my own twist? I've gotten a lot of compliments for it, but they haven't sold. And that's fine. You know, I'm trying new things and I'm, I, I, I try to evolve as an artist. Is that for me? No, it's really not for me. I don't enjoy drawing like animals and stuff like that. Would I do it? Absolutely. If I lived on the Oregon coast where I grew up, I'd probably be putting stuff out there that was is more touristy that I could sell. And because, and, you know, everybody that lives on the Oregon coast, you can't make shit there during the the rest of the year you live you thrive on that that tourist that four months of tourist season so you put out that four months of artwork that you got and then you go back to doing whatever you want to do so and and i would certainly do that and i wouldn't consider myself a sellout i would consider myself a entrepreneur at that point because i have to do what i have to do to make money um I, 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 you and I have talked about this at length, Marco, about what would you, what it would be like if you took, you know, some like iconic Alaska themes and incorporated it into your own style. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. And then you, you never do anything with it. And I'm like, oh, he fucking hates my ideas. No, 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 no. It's but, not that at all. I've actually had that idea. And there's a couple people around here that have and and have have done um things that i've even looked at and was like whoa you know i i can easily do that um just because of you know incorporating all those colors that i do uh even some like graffiti-esque or street art style um there's a there's a uh oh what is it called uh, like an eyewear place um in, in our local mall here that has this beautiful mural of a moose and it's definitely like something that I would go, dude, I want to hang that in my, in my house, you know? So it's definitely my style. And I know there's, there's a, um, there's a market for it. It's just, I guess in terms of would I want to paint a moose or a bear that that's, that's what I'm trying to say is I personally don't, you mentioned about not wanting to do animals or not normally doing animals, right? Um, I love birds. I love painting birds. I've done them before. I've done a couple lives where I've, I've done that. And so it's not really like an, I refuse to do animals or anything like that. It's just to me as a person, I have to want to do it. I don't, it's not like, oh, okay, that's where the, the mainstream's going. So I'm going to, you know, follow along. Um, now people that do that, I got nothing bad to say about, it, you know what I mean? Cause like Jeff said, it's a business. This is a business model and you have to treat it as such. Um, am I, am I seeing the, co um, the consequences of not going towards the mainstream here in Alaska? Hell yeah. Could I be selling more art? Yes, of course I could. Am I happy with my, um, my fan base? Like Jeff asked. Yeah, I totally am. Uh, could I have more? fan base yeah i could but i don't i personally am not ready to go that route with my art um and i'll, I'll be honest with you go ahead well i was gonna say i mean you bring up a a great point that kind of segues into something i've always 
I, I guess I've always kind of thought about and I've talked with people about in the past, which is, do you create to create or do you create from emotion and inspiration? Because quite frankly, what you're describing is you create from emotion and inspiration. Whereas somebody who's trying to push out work and, and have as much inventory as possible for people to potentially buy may not always create from passion and inspiration. They may just be creating to create, right? Like you can right. draw a portrait if you know how to do the proportions and everything and eyes pretty simple to draw. You can place the nose, the mouth, and then add some interesting texture and background and things like that. Doesn't mean you're inspired to do that, you could just be creating it because it's another piece you can put out there that may draw interest from somebody who wants to purchase it, right? So again, that's that's like I said, it, it comes down to you're a business and are you okay being a business that creates on occasion when you have that inspiration and then you put it up for sale and if it sells, it sells, if it doesn't, it doesn't? Or are you the person who knows that this type of art's going to sell, whether it's pop art, whether it's landscape art, any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to make that decision. Is that what you want to do? And are you okay with it? If you're okay to create just to create so that you can make a living, I don't consider that being a sellout. I consider that somebody who wants to make a certain income and they know what they have to do to do it. You know, but not all artists have that capability. I can't create to just create. I have to have an inspiration of some sort. Hence why I have a post every couple days. Yeah, I sketch, <laughs> I sketch, I post and things like that. I, I sketch, I draw. Um, but for every one post that I make once a week or once every other week, there's probably five or six pieces that I was just either practicing or had something in mind, but it just didn't translate onto the paper or the canvas. And I scrap it and I move on. You it's know, interesting so. how, you know, that, that whole concept. I, I feel like I'm a little bit of both that, but, you know, kind of to play on that, we interviewed David Ketcherside and David hit, did his teapot challenge where he did a teapot every single day for the entire year. So he ended up with 365 of them and it was to create, to create, um, and, you know, he said that it was it was difficult after so many because he was like, I don't know what I, I kind of I don't know what to do. But he kept going and then it, you know, eventually evolved and he tried new stuff and and it opened up his eyes a little bit more to what he could potentially do, which was really cool. So yeah. sometimes creating just to create can actually be a, a really big ins inspirational Mm -hmm. uh, breakthrough um, especially if you're like doing a challenge like that where you do 365 of them like I'm doing my, my challenge right now where I'm doing a, a, a daily Halloween sketch for an entire year um, I, I've done uh, I think 122 so far and it it's finding the characters and things to do gets challenging but it's fun and I enjoy it but uh, you know, at some point I might have a breakthrough with, and kind of go in a little different direction or be like, okay, this is something that I want to try in the future. Um, so it, it's, I think creating for, to create keeps your mind moving and keeps you busy. Um, but creating from inspiration is definitely like my preferred thing, but 
creating just to create. Uh, I do like to have a lot of inventory because when I do shows, I like to have something for everybody. So there's a lot of things that I create just because it could be more marketable. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's finding a balance within yourself on, on what's best for you. Um, and, and that's, that's the hardest thing as an artist is, you know, you got to find balance with your artwork, your home life. Uh, you know, there's, there's so hard to find that balance sometimes. And so like, for me, I just, I try to have a little bit of everything that way I, I, I have, you know, stuff that is more marketable stuff that I want to do for myself. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fine line. I like the I like how you said you have to do what's right for you and find that balance. I think about when I was younger, teenager, you know, punk rock, anarchy, you know, screw the corporation. And I look at myself now at 38 years old and I'm an analyst for a corporation. <laughs> but you um, did it right like, um, I also like have SLC punk. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I, 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 that's a perfect example. SLC punk, you know, yep. he has that, he has that realization, like, you know what? Life is life and you have to make those decisions. Are you okay in the lifestyle you're in right now? Or do you want out of that? You know, and it's not that I wanted out of my angsty phase that I had as a young kid, you know, as a teenager, but I mean, I have real life responsibilities. I have I have children who rely on me financially. Um, I have a mortgage. I have a, a vehicle. You know, it, it, you know, I have all these things that everybody else has. Um, and I came to a realization that I can still be myself. I still have all my tattoos. I, you know, I do my crazy hair. But you know, you you have to make that decision. Like, are you okay with where you're at, or do you want more? You know, and, and the when my oldest daughter um, was young, was young, she wanted to um, she wanted to join a sport of some sort. And honestly, I couldn't afford it at that time. I couldn't, and it made me feel like crap having to tell her, "I'm sorry, babe. I don't, I don't have the ability to do it." You know, and and. You know, the first time that ever happened to me, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I gotta, I gotta excel in my career. I gotta buckle down. I gotta make this happen. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, my girls, I am very fortunate to have had some success in my, my corporate career. In essence, um, I count my blessings, you know what I mean? And I've worked hard to get there, but you know, would my 16 year old self call me a sellout? Probably, you know, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember how I was when I was 16, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But everybody gets to that fork in the road, that split. And I will never hold it against somebody who makes the decision to say, I'm not okay with the road I'm on. I need to change my path. And if that means you make certain changes to whatever your passion is or whatever you're doing in order to be more successful, then more power to you because for every one person who does that, there's a hundred that are hard headed that don't want to, that may consider <laughs> the phrase sell out, you know, and they don't want to be one and you'll reap the benefits of your hard work. 
you know, and that's, that's my personal opinion. I mean, nothing against anybody who, who uses the phrase, who truly believes that if that's your belief, go for it. It's just for me, I've been at that fork in the road and I made the decision I had to make. And I feel you a hundred percent. I feel you. So like a hundred percent on that man is, is like, um, when you're younger, uh, you're in the punk scene or any scene for that matter, you know, that like against the corporation, I'm, I'm still kind of like, you know, in that, in, in it somewhat, but no, I agree with you 100%. You look at yourself and at one point you have to say, you know, is this, is it worth it? Am I okay? And as long as you're okay with that change, as long as you're okay with that progression, with that evolution, you know, as long as you're true to yourself, that is what's important. And if you're like, you know what, this is where I'm supposed to be. Cool. Do it. Will your 16-year-old self get mad at you for it? Maybe. But guess what? That 16-year-old was a kid. Probably didn't know what he was talking about anyways. <laughs> we got to yeah. grow up, man. We got to grow up. And so Back to true to yourself real quick. Um, sometimes being true to yourself is going to evolve the older you get and the more responsibility you take on. You know, Jeff and I probably are pretty close to when we had kids around the same time frame in our life. They're 21, 22, uh, or 20, 21. So, you know, priorities change. Like, I, at that, you know, before I had a child, like, I, I was like, I'm going to be a fucking rock star. I don't give a fuck. That's my, that's my goal in life. I'm going to be a fucking rock star. I'm going to be, you know, you're going to see me on MTV. You're going to hear me on the fucking radio. And that's, that's what I want to do. Well, that's just not me anymore. Do I, do I love music? Do I love playing music? Absolutely. Would I, would I ever do shows again in the future? Probably if I got the opportunity, but am I out there chasing that dream still? Because am I trying to beat that horse into the ground? No, it's just not me anymore. I, I have, I've had to change gears and, and uh, you know, pursue what I, I still have a passion for and you know what's gonna uh, potentially make me the most money in the future and art might not be it I, you know i might have to switch gears to get in my life you never know it's it's being true to yourself is also being true to your responsibilities and and what you, what lies in your path sometimes the fork in the road you don't expect you know and and I don't think any, I don't think being called a sellout is a fair term. I don't, you know, Jeff said that, you know, if somebody believes that, no harm, no foul, I'm going to say, no, fuck them. They don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> you know, if you, if you call somebody a sellout, you're a complete asshole and you don't understand life. Um, and I will, I will die on that fucking hill. But, um, <laughs> You know, take a look at Real Big Fish. Let's just let's just drop it in here. Real Big Fish, the song, sell out with me. <laughs> we both know we all all of us know it. That that ska punk sell out with me, you know. It, it's just one of those things. Like they're gonna do what they have to do to to get where they want to be. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to have the courage, the strength. To move on, right? It's scary. It is scary, especially we'll start making like, Alaskan art. It, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's scary, dude. Because I, as a, I don't know. 
it's that emotional, like what Jeff was talking about, you know, it's that emotional, inspirational art. If it's not in me, it's the reason why I don't do commissions. This is literally the reason why I don't do commissions because it's scary to me. Once I get that commission and, and even if they tell me, yeah, you can do it in your style, man. It's like completely open. Like, well, what if I fuck it up? You know, it's, it's like, they, they told me I could do it in my style, but, but my heart. What? That's your question. Yeah. Do you think somebody just is like looking through the yellow pages and puts a finger down on an artist and chooses you? No, man. Or do they come to you because they like your artwork and they want something by you. So they, they have, they've made the decision that I'm going to commission Marco to do something for me and I'm going to give him a few parameters, but I'm going to let him go fucking wild. Yeah. That's exactly so why are you worried? No, because think, they I already think, love your work. But here's, the, here's the, the other, but here's the other part of it too, is, is you say you're scared. It's terrifying in essence, because what if you mess it up? Um, look at tattoo artists, tattoo artists permanently mark somebody's body. Commitment, right? dude. And, and, and here's the thing though, some of the best tattoo artists I've, ever experienced with any work that i've ever gotten we we collaborate as a customer to the artist we collaborate and it's a phase situation it's not a i want this and you're just going to do it and i'll see the end result it's a okay what are you looking for we discuss it then the next phase is composition this is what i'm thinking quick sketch if you have to right putting it all down so that the person has a little bit of a visual on what's going on. Then once you come to the agreement on the composition and what it's going to be, then you just knock it out. And from there, it's just like what Tyler was just saying is they came to you for a reason. It's not like right. they flipped through the yellow pages for us older people who, who know <laughs> what that means. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't just search artists and find you on the internet necessarily. They didn't just Google it. Yeah. They've obviously seen your work and like your work. Right. So once right. you put the composition and what they're looking for and you come to an agreement of, yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. Now go for it. Then you go for it. Right. Like, I think we forget that it's okay to go to somebody who you're creating for because they've commissioned you or asked you to, to create something for them. It's okay to talk about it, figure out what they're looking for, figure out what's going on in their head as far as what they're envisioning and then just going for it afterwards. Right. You know what I mean? And, and understanding what they want and really giving them a test run, you know, take 15 minutes, put up a quick sketch real quick and then send them the picture and say, this is somewhat of the composition that I'm thinking in my style. What are your thoughts? Oh, well, I, you know, if you could, if you could, you know, maybe three quarter turn this in the picture just a little bit more, you know, you might get some nitpicking like that, but guess what? That just ensures you're eliminating any risks in the end result for a satisfied customer and a satisfied customer can be a repeat customer and can be one of your biggest modes of advertisement as well as a business. So really, you shouldn't be afraid. You just got to take the steps to ensure that your customer is going to be satisfied. Yeah. I need, I, I need, I need a Jeff motivation tape is what I need. Well, that's what we're making here. <laughs> that's what we're making here. You know, right. I do do commissions. I don't do them as much as I used to. Um, 
and and a lot of times is is you know I get commissions for portraits and they're just they don't inspire me like my other artwork does so I don't have as much fun doing them, um, but they're money and I will do them if somebody comes and asks me, but I don't my heart isn't in those as much as other artwork. Now if somebody comes to me and says hey. I want you to do my a portrait, but you can kind of go and do whatever you want. Like I've gotten one of those and the end result was so fucking good. I was so proud of that piece and I, I finished it and I was like, wow, you know, this is this, it, when I get creative freedom, when the only parameters, like I just want my family in this, but you can do whatever you want in it. And I did. And I was like, okay, this is how I should do portraits from now on. This is the commissions that I, sh I can do. And, you know, it, so you know, the artist, that, you know, when somebody comes to you as an artist, if they just want a standard portrait, I might say no, because it's just, it's a lot of work and the money's not as good. But if they come to me and say, hey, I want a portrait, but you, you get creative freedom. I'm like, fuck yeah, any day of the week. <laughs> any day of the week so yeah I, I think you know finding balance with what you take you know if somebody just comes to me because they like uh, say my mom is talking to one of her friends and like oh yeah my son's an artist and shows shows that person some of my work and they come to me and be like hey can you do a portrait of my dog I say no every time I don't do portraits of animals it's not my thing I can't hit it right and uh, I'm not comfortable doing it. I will suggest other artists to do it, but it's not my thing. So I, I won't do portraits of animals. Hey, Tyler, are you doing a portrait of my dog? No, I cannot. Okay. Finley, I, I would not do Finley justice. Would you Would you draw animal from the Muppets? <laughs> that would be cool. Mm -hmm. For you, Jeff? I mean, it's an Jeff? animal. An animal. For you, for you, Jeffrey, I, I would do that for you. What? Um, favoritism. I call favoritism right there. I'm not even the co-host, and I just got. <laughs> I just got <laughs> All right, we are running out. We're, we're like we're like over 40 minutes here, so let's go. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> I think we covered this fairly well. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you both for hanging out and thank you for listening and I'm going to leave you with a paint the fucking world and stay rebellious guys. Hey, and thank you. What was it? Kaufman creates, right? Kaufman creates. Yeah. Kaufman Kaufman creates. Question. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a topic to have some fun with tonight. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah.